Hello, Georgia, and hello, Metro Augusta. This is Janice Allen Jackson welcoming you to the February 1st edition of Local Matters, a show designed to make you a more confident voter and a more engaged citizen. Today's show is brought to you as a service of my consulting firm, and that is Janice Allen Jackson and Associates, proudly providing services to local government and nonprofit organizations. Of course, you can listen to us on the radio uh, every Wednesday afternoon at 1.30 or Thursday evenings at 7, but you can also listen to us anytime you please with the podcast version. To listen to the podcast, please go to the Local Matters of Georgia Facebook page if you're on that platform or to SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. This week, we are continuing our conversation with John Milton. I have entitled that episode Citizen One. So this is Citizen One Part Two. One of my goals this year is to talk to more, quote unquote, regular people in Augusta and the state of Georgia to get a feel for their perceptions of state and local government. Thank you so much for joining us today for the conclusion of my two-part conversation with John Milton or Big J from Jay's Place Barbershop. Uh, and thank you so much for being a part of the Local Matters family. Please follow us on Facebook if you have not already. Local Matters family, uh, John Milton is returning to us for part two of our discussion about uh, local government, community perception, just what the what he's hearing and what the average person thinks about what is happening with local government. And um, in our previous conversation, you hit on some things that I really want to follow up on. You talked about the lack of trust. Um, and I recall when I moved back to Augusta in 2014, of course, I was out, you know, just talking to the community, people in the community, so they could get more familiar with me and I could get more familiar with their concerns. And one of the things I heard over and over and over again, that you just hit on is people just don't trust the government. Um, they just don't trust the commissioners, even though they elected these folks, they'll tell you, you know, just like what you said about the notion of battling dealings and basically doing things that are not in the best interest of the public that they've been elected to serve. So um, why, a little bit more on why that is and what is it going to take to get some people who would be uh, interested in what happens for the community, not just for themselves, what is it going to take to get some of those people to run for office? Well, um, let me start off with the first you're saying about the trust. Um, I think that's a big word when you say trust and it, and it can go different ways, you know, religion, politics, just an everyday, you know, just conversation. So when you say trusting people, uh, believing in people, I think that goes back to way back, like I say, to my grandmama, my great grandmama, you know, folks I never met because when you, when you kept your word, and a lot of times your word is your action. You kept your word, you put in the action with the word, and so people now believe you, they can trust you. So um, bringing forward to what I'm doing, uh, every week, sometimes twice a week, I give out food at the, at the Jay's place. And it's, it is to the point where I have cases and boxes of eggs, meats, I mean, whatever, 
apples, fruits. I just give it out. And it's to whoever want to get it. It's free. There's no charge. So the people already know that if I don't do nothing else, they can trust what I say I'm going to do. So if I if I say I'm going to give you some money, if I say I'm going to give you a free hacker, if I say I'm going to uh, come to the event, whatever, when I put my name out there, put my word out there, put my, my statement out there, they can trust it. So when you're talking about people getting into in political office or, or any type of leadership role, what have you shown me? Have you shown me something through the past years, through the past months? And also, I look at, I got a thing that I always say, um, the mirror don't lie. The mirror don't lie. Matter of fact, don't lie to me. Look in the mirror. You can look in the mirror and tell who you are, what you think you are, who you should be. And if you look at the mirror, the mirror won't lie to you. The mirror can tell you you got this thing looking right or if you got out of place. So I look at you to the point where which, you tell me something, I'm going to go with that. But if you're always telling me something, you ain't keep your word, I can't trust you. So the problem is we got some people that can talk the talk, but they can't walk the walk. So when they, when you go down there and, and, a, and a person, you vote that person in, sometimes you vote the person in on the, on the point where they just popular. They've been around for a long time. They know such and such. They know this. They got, they got property. They got a business. They got all this stuff going on, but they really ain't doing nothing to show you that they're going to keep their word and do something for the community, do something for the kids, do from, do just do something for the everyday people. So I look at the, if you're going to trust, you better show me some action with the trust. The what, have be like the what have you done for me lately? What have you done for me lately? What have you done for me? That's, that's the, that's the word. Because again, I ain't, I don't want to hear no more lip service. I don't want to, I don't want to hear all these old fancy big words. Let me see it. Let me see. And Ms. Jackson, do you know how many times I've been in Augusta 30 years? I've been here 30 plus years. Do you know how many times I have heard the Hyde Park conversation? They're going to fix up Hyde Park. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. And it happens to the point where all of the person that was in those political positions, all of the commissioners, all of them that don't came through, stayed there or still there now, had the same thing. So when I run for office, the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to take care of Hyde Park. I'm going to make it my agenda to take care of Hyde Park. I'm going to do something for the people over there and all, all that stuff. And out of all the ones that got shipped around, got moved around, got in different positions, Hyde Park was still in the same position. And I'm like, wait a minute, ain't nobody keeping up their word? Ain't nobody living up to what they say they're going to do? So that goes back to the, the initial thing we said, why are you not being truthful to us? Is it is it you just saying it just to get get my vote to the point where you know the bank no deal coming to? You know, I can, I can tell the people something. So, I mean, I just need to see some action. Give me some action with, the, with that lip service. You can't give me the actual lip service, sit down and shut up. That's how I look at it. Okay. Um, so you don't think you ever run for office? I think you ever changed your mind. Well, uh, I think if I, if I would run, um, I, I just got to wake up and feel it. Because right now I don't feel it because right now it's, it's too much uh, I still say the back door deal is going on. I still, because if you look at why are certain people in this city, uh, Thompson community, not Thompson community, Thompson wrecking. They're all the the ones that's tearing down the builders. They're always doing the, the militia. they always, I'm like, ain't no other company, ain't no other business in Augusta, ain't no other business that can do this. So I'm looking at these back door deals going on to the point where, why is this business always flourishing? Why is this company always there? So it looks like if I was going to get in position to really, help the people or, or the city is supposed to be helping the community, it ain't happening. I can I can go down the road right now and I see Thompson wrecking service, four or five different jobs. And I got one guy that's still applying for a loan and he can't get his foot in the door because somebody say the paperwork ain't right. 
or, or he, he don't have enough collateral or whatever, but how can I get it if you don't give me the opportunity to get it? How can I get, get to the point where I can get these contracts, get these loans, get these, these positions, get this stuff where you're not giving me the opportunity? So that goes to me, in my mind, goes back to the clicks that's been involved for years to now I can't get my foot in the door because I don't I got a long way to go to get in that circle. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it make the city look bad. Uh, make the outside persons that come to the city, you know, look at us bad because now there's nothing happening. And, and we always talk about the school system. We always talk about um, the sheriff department, the, the, the fire department, all this stuff going on. So I'm still going back to who's doing what they say they're going to do. Who's making the stuff happen, what they say is going to stuff, what's, what's supposed to happen. And I mean, if it ain't nothing happening, but you promised to do it, did you get clicked up with the wrong person just to get your, yourself in the seat? I don't know. Um, one of the things that you you kind of segueing straight into it, the composition, the racial composition of the elected positions has shifted a lot in the past 30 years, you know, mm -hmm. since you've been in, because that you came to the city uh, prior to consolidation. So things have right. shifted. Um, do you think you see any positive changes as a result of having more African-American in various positions of leadership? I would say it depends on what's what's going on to the point where, um, in other words, every time of the year, every time of the year, certain time of the year, everybody can, can, can get along. So next month is Black History Month. We all gonna get along. We all gonna come to you by the church. We all gonna go to these programs. We all gonna do this because it's Black History Month. We're all going to get together for the Martin Luther King Parade. We're all going to get together for all these major things at that particular time. We're all going to get together for Breast Cancer Month. We're all going to get together for this. So what happens when those, those events not going on? What happens when these different situations are happening? Black History Month, April 28 days. What's, what, what's happened to the next, next month? Ain't nothing going on. So it's to the point where when you see those, those the, the Black commissioners in those positions, are they really pushing for the agenda? Are they really pushing? And again, they might. They might just be pushing, but again, what I need to see, I need to see it. I need to see it because um, if you don't see it, it, what you say you're gonna do, you just talking. So now you're just talking just to keep me quiet until something almost you ain't got no choice but to make it happen. So when I say the black commissions, are they really making a difference? I don't see it. I don't see it. I, I mean, I didn't see it when when it was majority white either. But then maybe on their side of town, the stuff was happening. Maybe in their district, the stuff is happening, but for the parts that were the, where the, the Hyde Park area, where the stuff that we know is going on, and the ones and those black commissioners that are in positions, they know what's going on when, when they was growing up. They know East Bounder was bad when they was growing up. So now that they get in the position, you ought to have a have some type of urgency to make it make a change. Now you're in the position to make a change. And I know you can't do it by yourself. I definitely know that, but you ought to at least show us or every now and then let me see something. So now if I don't see nothing and you grew up in that world, you grew up in that community, you grew up in that whole stuff that was happening or should not, or should have been happening. Now you're in a position to make it happen or make a change and you ain't not doing it. So you almost part of the problem. That's just how I look at it. Talk the talk, but you ain't walking the walk. Okay. Um, of all the things you've seen over this 30 years you've been in the area, are there any things that you think the government has done well? Because you know, I'm, I'm one of the people these imbalanced commentary because having been around elected officials for the last 30 years of my life, 
um, what I hear all the time is that, you know, there's so-and-so, he or she's complaining again. Are they ever happy with anything? And to be honest, people get tuned out if it's always, you know, negative, you know, never got anything positive to say. So are there positive things that you hear in the, the barbershop about things that may be happening in the government? I would say majority not too much positive things because again, it goes back to they don't see it. They don't see it. So, so if you look at, um, um, I can't think of the guy name that's dealing with this with the um, uh, the, the past commission that was dealing with the sofa over there, at Jamestown Community Center. Um, you know, Silas, yeah. So for years. You know, they wonder about the about the community center. It ain't this, it ain't that. So now they find out the money ain't right. You know, the money been missing and all this kind of stuff and, and extra matter affairs and all that kind of stuff. But they trusted this guy to get in the position and take care of the area, take care of the community center, take care of all of this stuff. So all of a sudden, ain't nothing happening. Now the whole world knows his extra matter affairs, all this stuff with the money being messed up and all that. So then it goes back. It goes right back to the point where I can't trust nobody now. So it confirmed I, every suspicion that they had. Every suspicion. I knew he was lying. I knew he wasn't no good. I knew, I knew. So now it's to the point where now he's trying to save his life and save his whatever he got going on because he, he can direct it to somebody else. But we see the evidence that you just lied to us for all these years. Now I can't trust nobody. So if, so if you tell me the next person in his seat going to do something better or more for this community, let me see it. Can I just see it? Can I see something? And look, when I go to church, Ms. Jackson, I pay my tithes. I put my money in the tray. I, I, I write the checks. I write the morning orders. I do all that. So I should not keep coming to this same church and the carpet falling is tearing up. The doors come off the hinges. The, the lights ain't on. The heat ain't on. The air ain't working. I'm where, Where's my money going? What you doing with my money? So I'm paying my taxes. I'm paying property tax. I'm paying water. I'm paying all that. And I still got the, the drains backing up. They still got the, the streets ain't being paved, all this stuff. Going, where's my money going? But every time y'all, the commissioners get in this meeting, now we're going to raise taxes. We're going to raise property tax. I don't mind you raising it, but let me see what you're doing with my money that I'm already paying. If I'm already paying it, let me see something to the point where I can feel okay with you raising it because I can see what you're going to give me. But if you're giving me nothing, I'm giving you something, man, I, I, don't, I don't even want to be bothered with it. But then if I don't pay my property tax, you take my property. Yeah, you in big trouble. You, you take my property, but you ain't doing nothing for the for the area where my property's at. You know, at one time you used to see the you see the, the prisoners come around and, and and cut the grass and do this and do that. I don't even see them guys no more. You know, but but my property, my taxes is is, is taking care of that. I don't see them guys no more. So it's just everything is changing. Everything is to the point where why should I care? Why should I? Why should it matter? And I know the big picture. Well, you should care. You and it should matter. But all again, I keep saying the same thing. Let me see it. Let me see it. I, I just want to see it because if you tell your wife, your husband, your girlfriend, your boyfriend that you love them, they want to see that you love them. Don't just say it. Give me some action. Show me you love them. Get, take me out to dinner. Take me to the movies. Buy me a ring. Buy me a watch. Buy me. Let me see your love. Don't because love is action. Love is action. I need to see the action. Don't tell me you're gonna take care of this community without showing me some action. Don't tell me you're gonna take care of the city without showing me some action. And I don't need that that pretty action because why does Washington Road look a whole lot different than than East Boundary? I don't understand that that you know everybody can say that them, them people got I, I don't want to hear all that. I need to see the city. 
That's how, that's where I'm at. I need to see that. That's where I'm at. And again, for me going to potentially run for office, God ain't gave me that yet. I haven't woke up with that because people keep saying, I'll vote for you, I'll run with you, I'll, I'll campaign for you. God didn't tell me to do that until I get the okay from the almighty God. Y'all just talking. Yeah, I ain't gonna even entertain none of that stuff because again, my skin is not tough enough for that. Okay, and I completely support that. You have to <laughs> feel that it is something that God gave you to do right. in order to get out there because it's you got to raise money, you got to go campaigning. A lot of times, uh, honest politicians actually see a decrease in their revenue for their businesses when they're running for office and when they're serving in office because they have to devote so much time to that that they're not devoting time to their, right, their business. Right, so, right. Um, that's definitely something to think about. Um, aside from you, I mean, are there people who come through um, Jay's place who want to run? Do you think, do you ever see any of those people who are coming through and they're, they're following what's going on, obviously? Um, do you think that there's going to ever be a shift in having some younger people run for office, for instance? Um, one of the things that I noticed when I first came in, I looked around, I was like, gosh, all these people retirement age. Yeah, you yeah, know, on yeah. commission now you got a couple younger people on there, um, but still, do you do you ever feel that their energy is going to be there for some of our younger, more progressive, honest people who want to get some things done? Do you ever see that those people are ever going to jump out there and put themselves up for office? I think there will come a time with that because, like I said, is that the ages are, are getting you know younger. Uh, the guys that are coming in. Uh, Jordan Johnson, uh, you know, it's, it's, I mean, even Garnett Johnson, you know, so the, the, the ages are, are lower age and the folks that's been there for years and years, you know, they, they moving on. Um, we just have to get that, that whole mindset of all the ones that's, that's older to give us, give the young folks a chance to, and, and also teach them, you know, teach what's going on and not, not come in with this. Uh, you won't be, you won't be this way without me. You won't have this without me type mentality you know, help them out, educate them to a point where we can understand the deals that need to be done for the city, the plans that need to be done for the city, um, stuff like that. So I can see a change in the in the age level, you know, because some of them, I mean, I've, I've seen some of them just sitting up there going to sleep, doing, doing meetings, you know, so to the point where if you can put the right person in place, the right attitude in place, and, and have that mentality going across the whole commission board, the whole school board, um, the whole leadership role of any type of entity, you know, it, it'll change. It'll change. And, and maybe God gives it to me. I'll follow suit. But at, at now, I haven't I haven't got the word from, from Ohio. But uh, I do see the city, you know, going to a different direction as far as the, the, the age group of the guys. And I also would say this. We definitely need some term limits. We need yeah. some term well, of limits. Of course, the commission has term limits now. You know, they yes. build yeah. 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 Two boys yeah. not. But yeah, that's what I'm saying for the yeah for the school board. Yeah, because you know, as you know, there were some guys on there for many many years that you know I, I'm trying not to call their name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for many many years, you know. So, um, but I do see the city as as a whole getting getting younger, getting more energetic. You know, guys, uh, women involved. Uh, actually, I went to a a prayer breakfast this past weekend, um, Pulliam, the Stacey Pulliam, she had a prayer breakfast and invited all the, you know, people to come out to see her views, what she's trying to do for the district. Um, uh, she asked me to come out. I was, I definitely was glad she invited me to come out. Um, different things she's trying to put together. Uh, and again, she's she's new new to the city, well, not the city, but new to that area and try to understand, you know, what it takes to 
you know, get the, get the, the community, I mean, the community in a different direction. So I, I feel her spirit, I feel her attitude, I feel her commitment. And, um, and though until something's different, you know, I, I see she's going to make some good changes and make some things happen. And just got to get everybody on that same mentality wavelength to, to the point where we can all buy in to see the big picture and make the things happen for the, for the community. Okay. All right. And that's District 2. That's yes. where Jay's place is located. That's where Jay's place is located at, yeah. Now, yeah. do you live in District 2 or you live in I do not. I, I'm off of, uh, I, I live, live off Bel Air Road and, I'm, and I am and I guess, I'm, I hate to say it, I don't know the, the number of districts, uh, but I'm on Bel Air Road, um, open up Jim and Dice Parkway. You're probably in District 3, although they made some changes in that area. Right. Um, so you're you're either in 3 or 5. Uh, okay. Depending um so so okay okay all right um the reason i asked the question obviously government doesn't change until leadership changes and you got to right. have some good people in place um we talked about diversity with age you know getting some younger people in um the other thing that i have seen a positive change with i think it's positive is that at least now we have some women on the commission there are three yes, women I, there. Yeah. Yep, that's, um, that's, which is the most there's ever been in the history of the Augusta Commission. Uh, it has been a very uh, male-dominated institution um, because uh, when I got there, there were zero women on the commission. Um, I think there's one other time in history when there had been two women in place at the same time. I think Betty Beard and, and Barbara Sims were at the same time. Right. And then, um, then we have Catherine McKnight and Francine now Stacey Pulliam, um, but it's just, it's like, that doesn't reflect, oh, excuse me, there was one more moment I came in, it was Mira Davis, I forgot, how did I bring oh, yeah. it to, yeah, to her? Yeah, Mira Davis yeah. was representing District 3, and uh, I was like, why is it that the richest district in the city, District 3, has, is the only one that can send a woman to the, to the commission, you know? Right. <laughs> Barbara Sims and then Mary. And now, of course, it's diversified a little bit. District 9 has a, a, a super district. First time a woman has ever represented a super district. Um, that's Francine Scott. And now you've got a, a woman in District 2. So between age, between um, gender, um, the other thing, just in terms of perspective, I mean, I think it will benefit us to have more diversity on the commission, but I think the greatest benefit is going to be having people who are just dedicated public servants. Um, yeah, you, you, yeah, who really have right. a heart for the people. Right. Like you, 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 give, you give it our eggs, I need to come over yes. there, man. Right about now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you know, the, 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 you know, to kind of go back to what you said earlier, um, I know Brittany, I think her name was Brittany Broadwater. She was mm -hmm. running for, um, I can't remember what position. Yeah, for the school board. And I think she had a, a, a really good chance of winning. I think she was, you know, the right person for that for that position, uh, a woman. And, and she actually came on the show, Bobby Shop Talk Live one time, and I and I enjoyed her conversation. I enjoyed her energy. And I felt that she was going to make a big difference, you know, on the school board to, um, to highlight the, the lack of, of commitment to these kids you know, to the community, to the school system. So I think she was in the, in the right position at the right time to get in that position, to make a change. But the problem I think she had was running up against the, the person that she was running against. And he was so overwhelming, popular-wise, click-wise, been around so long. So it took a whole lot of, you know, whatever to change the people mentality of, of voting for her. 
So now if, if she didn't get in that position or whoever didn't change it, nothing happens, nothing changed to the point where now she's running against a guy that's so popular in that area, in that district, and, and him being white and she being black, it was almost impossible. But again, I think she would have still been the right person, being a woman uh, that can see the change that need to be done, can see the, the, the places that need to be happening. And again, it goes back to my opinion, the clickers of the people in that community sticking together no matter what, they don't want no change. And, and she would not be the change that they're looking for to have in that community. That's, that's how I looked at it. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually concluded that she could have won in any district except the one she ran in. Right, would have had no the problem demographics with it. Just did not work. The demographics just did not work for her in that right. district. Right. Um, you mentioned loved ones showing that they love each other. And that reminds me of Valentine's Day. I think you've got an activity that you've been involved with for a number of years that's coming up in the month of February. Go ahead, tell us about yes, it. Yes, yes. Um, uh, well, actually, I think well, we got some in March. I think it's the March, March the fourth. March. Okay, it's not February. It's March. I got it wrong. Yeah, okay. March. It's called the Red Ribbon Gala. And uh, for the ones that don't know, I have a nonprofit organization called Angelic Community Resource, and that nonprofit organization primary focus on HIV testing, HIV awareness, and education. And we partnered up with a lot of different organizations in the area uh, to put on these different events, the health fairs, uh, the galas, all type of things we do. So the gala is a is a fundraiser that, that we put together so many years, uh, again, this coming year, March, uh, to raise funds, to raise money, to continue the, our efforts in educating the community, getting the community to test it, to know the HIV status, to know the AIDS status. Uh, we pass out condoms, we get regular education uh, pamphlets, um, doctor visits, stuff like that. So we try to make sure we are visible, we are doing what we say we're going to do for the community and in the community. So this year we're doing something a little different because I had a good friend of mine, Ken Bonds, who was my business partner, my brother, my, my, I'm talking about from day one, we was doing these different events for many, many years. And he passed a few months ago, about six, seven months ago. So what we're doing this year, we're going to do a Ken Bond scholarship fund. And this, and the money we're raising for the, from the gala, uh, from all the other different events, we're going we're gonna to designate some funds in honor of him to um, for the kids that's graduating high school to go on to their educational you know levels higher, so we're gonna have money set aside for those kids. Um, if they're going into the medical field, uh, you can apply for the scholarship. Uh, we're looking to do two, maybe three, five hundred dollars scholarships for those kids. So we encourage everybody to come out to the gala this year, March the fourth. Going to be at North Augusta Community Center. Uh, the tickets you can go online, Eventbrite, or you can go to Angelic Community Resource uh, Facebook page, uh, website also. Purchase the tickets, they're $75, uh, two for $140. Uh, we, are, we got Trey Sounds, uh, the group Trey Sound will be performing. Uh, Renee Jackson, Creative Moments, will be doing the catering and doing the food. Uh, Yours Street will be hosting it. Uh, it's going to be a great uh, formal, semi-formal event. Uh, many, many years been doing this event. The money will be used, and you will see where the money is going. You'll see the money being back, put back into the community for the health fairs, uh, for the for the, for the different drives and stuff like that. And also for now we're doing the scholarships. So you'll be able to see where your funds are going. You'll see where your money is being uh, spent at. So keep encouraging, I'm encouraging you now, keep supporting Angelic Community Resource on a small scale or on a big scale, but you will see how we are trying to make a difference in the community, in the HIV community, um, just make a difference. And that's all we try to do. Okay. 
thank you so much for joining the Local Matters family. You're now officially a part of the family. I uh, appreciate all of your um, insight uh, from the mind of, of an everyday citizen. So, uh, in fact, I'm going to tell you this. If there's anybody else that's in Jay's place that I need to have on the show, I want to hear from them, too, because I really do want to use this as a tool to hear from I got them. you. I got you. And, and I, again, I appreciate you letting me come on. And I, I hope I... Um, said somebody did something somebody were here to encourage them uh keep them motivated keep them inspired so i mean we all we all need each other we all need each other we ain't no good by ourselves we got to do it with each other to make a difference and make a change come you know um one day if the lord willing i'll run for office <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you i appreciate it i appreciate it Local Matters family, I hope you enjoyed that two-part series with John Milton. Uh, next week, I think I'm going to make a change in plans and do a solo show. Um, the episode in Memphis or the murder, uh, quite frankly, in Memphis has caused me to uh, change course with the shows that I'm going to do, uh, just kind of moving past uh, some of the things I had planned so I can really focus on uh, that and what it means for our country. Be blessed. I close with my favorite Bible verse from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This show is designed to contribute to each of those, giving you the power that comes with knowledge, demonstrating love for your local community, and offering you wisdom for decision-making so that you possess a sound mind when it comes to these topics. Please tune in next Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. here on WKZK, 1600 AM, 103.7 FM, and WKZK.net, because local matters.